Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dirt Don't Hurt Adventures podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jesse. And today we're going to talk about sleeping pads. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> what is a sleeping pad and why do you need one? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a barrier between you and the ground. When you sleep on the ground without a sleeping pad, you'll quickly lose your body heat due to the heat transfer from your warm body and the cold ground. Sleeping bag, unfortunately, is not enough to keep you warm. Why? Well, when you're in your sleeping bag and you're laying down, you're compressing the synthetic or down insulation, making it ineffective. And second function, unless you like to sleep on straight rocks or roots <laughs> or <laughs> or uh, any other hard inanimate objects that might be under you. So it'll give you a little bit of a barrier of comfort. A little cushion's nice. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, not as much as, say... Your mattress at home. Yeah. Yeah, don't expect that. But uh, yeah. So um, in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about different types of sleeping pads, um, how to pick them out, what our value is, and um, which one would you need if you're a side sleeper or a back sleeper? Because I feel like Josh is a back sleeper and I'm a side sleeper. So yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, So... Different types of sleeping pads. There's an air pad. There's a self-inflating pad and a closed cell foam pad. And we've tried all of them. So we have opinions. Let's first talk about an air sleeping pad and what that is. So basically, this is a sleeping pad. And a sleeping pad is generally like the length of your body and maybe a little bit wider than your own width. They do come in different sizes when you're shopping for them. So kind of be aware of that. But the air pad is a sleeping pad you blow up yourself. Like you have to open a valve and blow into it and it'll blow up the pad for you. They come in different sizes, weights, and R value, which we will discuss R value when we are done talking about the different types. So pros of the blow up pad, the air pad. You can adjust the firmness by opening the valve. If it's a little too firm for you and you're just not liking it, well, you can open the valve and let some air out. Make it a little more cushy for you. (laughs) That's what I tend to do. I didn't even really think of that. At first, I would just blow it all the way up and just lay on it. And then like after like a couple of times using it, I'm like, you know, this would be a lot more comfortable if I let a little bit of air out. Yeah, definitely. Um, This is actually said to be like the most comfortable pad when... Like, people are asked about, well, which one do you like the best? I agree. I I agree, too. Um, This is my favorite pad, and I want you guys to all know I am a side sleeper. And this is the one that I have found to be the most comfortable so far. And I've tried out all of them. (laughs) So, not the really, like, expensive ones, but, like, the low-cost mid-range ones I've probably tried out. And I like this one. I like the air that you blow up yourself. It's pretty nice. It does have some cons, though, unfortunately. Um... If you're blowing this up yourself, like you're putting the valve to your mouth and you're blowing this up, um, you're going to end up putting moisture into it, which can cause bacteria and mold growth. But there's some alternatives. And I just saw Josh use one not that long ago. And I was like, what is that handy dandy little thing? Yeah, you can uh, order this. It's like a sack that basically you 
it, it goes over the valve of the sleeping pad and you open the valve and then you kind of like from a distance blow into the bag and uh and it collects your air and then you just like bunch it together and then roll the bag and it kind of forces air out of the bag into the pad and then you don't get all the condensation condensation (laughs) and um it also like if you've been hiking all day or biking all day or whatever you're doing you're not like depleting your lungs trying to blow (laughs) into the pad you kind of it takes like a minimal amount of air to do this and then most of it goes in the bag so yeah because it does take a little bit to blow these up oh yeah yep. yeah i mean you're not just gonna like blow in it like four times and it's done it's gonna take a little while um but they do also they make a hand pump as well along with the bag josh is talking about and to maybe prevent a you know the mold from growing you can store these with the valve open to help with some airflow uh, another con though of these is they can be loud yeah they're really loud yeah. Some of them are louder than others, but I know a friend yeah. of mine was telling me that the worst thing about sleeping near me was my snoring. And when I was using <laughs> one of these pads, he said the pad was even worse than my snoring. Ooh, ouch. Hearing me move around and stuff all night. And you really do snore, so that had to have been a loud sleeping pad. And I move around all night. And yeah. it was, but it was, I was comfortable, so. Josh was comfortable, not the person he was camping with, I can tell you that. Get earplugs. <laughs> Get earplugs if you don't want to hear it. That's right. Um, they can also be a bit pricey, definitely. Um, and one thing you have to consider before you just throw it down on the ground anywhere you want, they can be punctured. So you have to be careful. You have to watch for rocks and roots and sticks because they can easily um, have a hole pop through them. That would be terrible. And they usually always come with a kit. Yes. A repair kit. Yeah, um, that's nice. You know, I, fortunately, we haven't had to use one yet. Not going. Cool yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the day will come. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just hoping I remember to pack the kit. Like, I, I need to just kind of throw that in our bag and forget it's in there because. Yeah, I usually <laughs> leave it in a sack with the. Oh, that's a great pad. idea. Yeah, there you go. Just leave it in with your sleeping pad. I think I've just never taken it out from when I ordered well, it. That's I just smart. leave it in there. Okay, so let's talk about the next one. Self-inflating pad. And it's exactly what it sounds like. They inflate themselves. So basically, you like, there's a nozzle, you turn it, and it'll inflate itself. Very nice. When you open the valve, it allows the foam to expand and bring air in automatically. They come in different sizes, weights, and R values. Pro. These are also pretty compact, and you can adjust the firmness just like the one we were talking about by opening the valve. You can let out some air or bring in some more. Uh, They're a little more durable than the air pads as well. Cons. They're, They're expensive. They're more expensive, um, I think, than any of these, to be honest with you. They're also a bit heavier uh, than the foam pad, uh, which we will talk about next. And they can be punctured, just like the air pad. So you have to be careful where you're going to place out in the ground, too. Closed cell foam pads is the next one. Okay, this is made from dense foam filled with tiny closed air cells. I want to like this one so bad. 
and I just don't. <laughs> yeah, these are the most bomb-proof. You can't really. Yeah, you can't mess it up. Pop a leak in it or Mm-mm. destroy. It. I mean, I'm sure you could really destroy it if you tried. If you but... try, but like, yeah, it does. It would be difficult. So they are very lightweight. They're inexpensive. They are durable. And they have really nice insulation. They won't puncture. They're not going to leak. But they're just not that comfortable. That's the con. They're just not comfortable. And yet you also have to carry them on the outside of your pack because they're kind of bulky. They're either rolled up or accordion style where they kind of sit on top of each other. But I I just have not found one yet that I like. And I, I want to like them because they're easy. You just get there and you throw it out and you're done. Yeah, they're definitely the easiest. And they are light. I mean, they make very light ones too. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. very affordable compared to the other options. Absolutely. But oh, they're just not that comfortable. If anyone listening has ever used one that you're like, oh, no, I found the one. This one's incredible. Send us an email because I want to try it. <laughs> Because I really want to like these. I like that I can just get there and just lay this on the ground and go to sleep. Because like you were saying, when you get to your campsite after backpacking, you don't feel like blowing up an air pad because you're tired. And it's true. I really don't. I do it, but I'm not usually thrilled about it. Yeah, and I'm always worried about the one night that I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and the inflatable pad will be flat. (laughs) And I'll be laying on a bunch of... Roots and rocks. Yeah, exactly. Same. And who's going to root through your bag to find the repair kit at like 3 a.m. when you uh, realize yeah, that? Yeah, you have a hole in your bag. be very difficult to find that hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, those are the different types of sleeping pads. There's basically those three. Now, some things you need to consider before purchasing one is are you a side sleeper or do you sleep on your back? Um, I've told you I like the air the best and I am a side sleeper. I, and if you sleep on your back, I feel like probably any of these would work for you. It's just you have to be a little more careful if you're a side sleeper, which one you choose. Yeah. Um, you also have to consider the R value, which I know we keep bringing up and haven't talked about, but let's talk about it. What is the R value? Yes. So the R value is the measurement of the ability of an object to resist The flow of heat. Interesting. Thank you. So basically, I guess like the higher the R value, the greater the insulating power. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Okay, excellent. So I have a little experience with this because I'm in the construction trade, but I also have many years uh, as an energy auditor. So anyway, um, the R value, just to give you guys some examples, like when we talk about the R value of the sleeping pads, they generally generally range from one to seven. And to give like some real world examples of R values of things, generally a single pane windows R value is about one. A double pane window is R2 generally. That's it? Are you kidding me? That's it. I didn't know that. So... <laughs> That's it. No, there's some windows are expensive, and they they only have one R value. They uh yeah, well, <laughs> generally older single pane windows. Okay. So a double pane window, which would have a gasket and argon gas in between it, would have generally it's two, sometimes a little higher. Huh. Sometimes there's if you have you know crazy amounts of money, you might be able to go a little higher than that. 
but the average one you're probably going to see in a house is going to be around two. Hmm. Um, now, another comparison would be like a wall on a house, generally with like the fiberglass insulation that makes everybody itchy and that nobody wants to touch. <laughs> uh, would Today might be more around R21, depending on the area you live. Probably years ago, maybe more around 13. And then the further back in time you go, generally, the more it drops still, there's probably no insulation at all. Yeah, wow. Okay. So just, just to give you know people an idea, um, compared to, you know, the R value of a sleeping pad is way less than some other objects you're used to. So if you see R7, you're like, wow, that must be really high. For a sleeping pad, it's probably the higher rated one. But in the real world, it's really not blocking yeah, that's that really interesting. Heat. I'm glad you explained that because I like I knew that our values were used to um, give you a range on the sleeping pads, but I didn't realize it was something used in everyday life as well. Right, and and it's also something to think about too. Is the R value is really only good when there's no infiltration of other air, so. In a regular world application, that would be like your window might have a certain R value, but if there's air leaking around it, it depletes it because there's cold air coming in. The same would apply with a sleeping pad or something. If you're on, if you're laying on a sleeping pad, pad, but there's drafts coming between your quilt or your sleeping bag between your back and the pad, that's going to reduce it hmm. dramatically too. Yeah, you're right. So, um, and part of the insulation of the sleeping pad is all, is the, the dead air between it. So I mean by dead air is like an enclosed area of air with very little humidity or moisture in it or air coming through it. So there's also an R value to the air itself, which is generally about... They say it's about 3.6 per inch, but I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into that. So, um, But my point is, is the thickness of air on an inflatable uh, sleeping pad contributes to some of the R value. Just that air space between it is, is actually R value too. It's also resistant to the cold ground. I'm learning so much right now. You like... This is amazing. I mean, that's the simplest <laughs> way I can explain it. We no, could, that's so helpful. We could um, talk about this for yeah, hours and oh hours. Oh, my too. goodness. <laughs> so when you are shopping for a sleeping pad, now that you understand what our value is, uh, you need to kind of ask yourself also, what am I going to be using this for? Are you backpacking? Are you car camping? Are you cold weather camping? Are you camping in hot weather? Because that'll help you determine what type of sleeping pad and what type of R value you're going to need. So basically, if you're going to be camping in warmer weather, obviously you need a lower R value. Like, you know, under two, you should be pretty comfortable, like maybe in like 50 degree weather. Cooler weather, like maybe 32 degrees, you're going to want between like a two and a four. Cold weather in the 20s, between a four and a five and a half. Really cold, like zero, five and a half and up. And I have found a really good rule of thumb is to buy a higher value than you think you're going to need. So get a higher R value. 
Like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to be a campaign, it's going to be in the 30s. You might want to try to go up a little higher than you think. Like, this says between a two and, like, a four. Probably try to get, like, a five or something. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure, too, it's all this is dependent on the amount of body heat, like, your body's putting off, too. Mm -hmm. So, if you're, like, a warm sleeper or a cold sleeper, that's probably going to dictate yeah. the R value that And you what are want. you sleeping in? Are you in a huge tent that you can't fill the space with all your hot air or are you in a small tent where you're going to be a little more cozy and warmer? That's that true. all makes a big difference. So, yeah, but this is what has stopped us from buying a really high R value sleeping pad is that they're really expensive. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is with anything with backpacking or camping if you want like a lightweight, like really warm piece of equipment, you are really going to pay for it. They are very pricey. We've had good luck with um, this. This is, I would say this is more like in, in the higher price point. Um, but if you look probably anywhere on YouTube or any kind of backpacking blog videos, whatnot, uh, the Thermarest Neo Air X-Lite is generally the go-to um that most people carry uh, it is noisy um but has an r value of about 4.2 i think there's a women's version that's 5.4 i guess it has a little little higher r value um and that's kind of it's like seems to be like the backpacker's choice of uh of the and it's inflatable pad um, and I feel like it's depending on the size can kind of change the price of it, but it's probably in the like hundred fifty to two hundred dollar range. It sounds right, yeah. Now we started with the Alps self inflating pads, which they may or may not still make any, anymore. Um, and they we used those for a while. They're kind of big. They were kind of bulky, and they were in like the fifty to sixty dollar range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were like lower end self inflating pads. And then we had the um, we still have the uh, and this is like a pretty good budget option is the Climate Static V two, which is they're generally like sixty seventy dollars. I've seen them on sale for fifty. They're uh, two and a half inches thick. And but their R value is about one point three. Um, they're the main ones we've used. Now you can get either one of those in a higher R rating, uh, R value, and you're going to pay more money for it. Like Thermarest makes a Neo Air X Therm that has like a six point nine rating. So you really just would have to decide what's best for you. For us, that kind of mid level, the four point two seems to work because if it's so cold. We don't really go out camping yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've used it in the low 40s before, and I was pretty comfy. And I actually was in a hammock recently in the 40s, and I was fine. I was pretty – I also had, like, a nice um, camping quilt, and then I had the sleeping pad, and I was – yeah, I was nice. It was great. Yeah, and that's I, an yeah. interesting point, too. You used it to insulate a hammock, not mm-hmm. just a – and which you can – do a lot of people do that too? Is use the sleeping pad to insulate their and back. they they do make sleeping pads specifically for hammocks. We didn't discuss that, but they do. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they kind of wrap around the sides and cradle you a little more. 
Yeah. Um, it is a little hard to stay on a normal sleeping pad in a hammock, but it can be done. Yeah, I tried it once and I was like, <laughs> half hour after I fell asleep, the sleeping pad was on top of me. That's like, right. <laughs> forget it. So sleeping pads come in different sizes. So when you're shopping for them, just kind of be aware. They come in different lengths. They actually have some that are built for like two people if you want to do that. They come in different widths. So, yeah, just be sure to keep that in mind when you are shopping for them. If you're a real, like, weight-saving type person, they make short ones that are, like, go from basically your head to your butt. Yeah, And they don't do. go under your legs. Yeah, I feel like that would be fine if it's, like, warmer out. Yeah. But if it's colder, I think you want that insulation. But, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I have never tried one of those. Have you? No way. <laughs> no. I, I, I even had to get, um, I mean, I'm 5'11", so I'm not like, I'm pretty much average build in every way. Yeah. Um, but I get, I get, I always get like the extra wide and the long. Do you? <laughs> and because I move around so much in my sleep, um, if I ever go regular, I always seem to fall off. So unless you can stay perfectly <laughs> still when you're sleeping, I need that extra room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I move around a bit. I need a wider sleeping pad as well. So, yeah. So, you know. Keep that in mind. Different lengths, different widths. You can get some accessories for sleeping pads. Um, I think we mentioned earlier you can get hand pumps for them to pump them up. Or the bag like that you can kind of roll and fill up as well. And you always, always, always want a patch kit. They typically come with them. But if they don't, definitely purchase one. Purchase it the same day you're buying it. Because yeah. if you don't have it, you will need it. Yeah, it's and they should come with something too, right? But yeah, whatever. They should, yeah. They sh- most I- I've never purchased one where it didn't come with yeah. one. But just in case, always have one. <laughs> and I would say if you're if you're kind of wondering what you should spend on one, um, the only advice I could offer would be if you have back issues or you're like, you know, you want to be comfortable when you sleep, I would almost splurge more on the sleeping pad and then maybe not so much on other amenities you know what i mean absolutely i agree with you the the sleeping pad i feel like is worth the like if you could swing 200 bucks on one it's probably actually worth it because i definitely found we just ended up buying a bunch of them so we ended up with like a 200 (laughs) dollar one (laughs) and i probably we probably would have saved money just getting yeah like the thermarest one right from the start yeah. But, you know, whatever it takes to get, yeah, get you into yeah. it. You that's know? right. But that's exactly. just that's just what I, like, I feel like I learned the hard way and bought yeah. a bunch of them when maybe I would Learn from our mistakes. One. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> something to keep in mind, and I didn't realize this because we've actually never had any sleeping bags like this. Some sleeping bags have a built-in sleeve for a sleeping pad so you won't fall off of it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've seen that. It's yeah, pretty that's cool. pretty cool. Now, keep in mind, though, if yours does, measure it and see what size pad you need to buy so it'll fit in there properly. Because if you get one that's too wide, it might not fit. That's true, yeah. They yeah. they also have, if you um, like the quilts better, like we have quilts and they have little elastic things that clip onto them that'll also hold oh. it, keep it wrapped around the pad so nice. air's not coming in. Do we have that on you. ours? We do. I just never use it. But I we haven't do have either. Them. Yeah. 
I think they're still in the little bag. It's just like one more accessory that I never really like. Yeah. I just kind of crawl under it and I'm good. But when you backpack, you try to take the least amount of stuff possible, which is probably why we've never fooled with it. Yeah. It's just like one more. It, sometimes those small items are hard to keep track of in your pack. And it's like just one more small little thing that absolutely would just get lost anyway. Definitely. <laughs> So if you are still slightly confused on what kind of sleeping pad you want and you're just not sure, guess what? You can go try them out at REI. Or, or most outdoor stores will let, they usually have like a display of them. They're already hanging out and inflated and you can try them out. Yeah, they even have like a long bench bed thing. Like yeah. You just stick it on there and you can lay on it. It's great. Highly recommend doing that. That way if you're confused and you're like, what are they talking about? Self-inflating, air one, like. Just go to REI. You don't have to buy anything, but like go try them. And it's just so you can kind of get an idea of what you are looking for. Yeah, because so. we've just tried those few, but there's tons of... Oh, my goodness. Like every brand makes some yeah. version of it. So. Yeah. So go 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 lay on every single one of them at REI. Check them out or a local outdoor store. See, call them. See if they have any that you can try out in store. So yeah. definitely. I... Feel like I don't have anything else to add about sleeping pads. Who knew we would talk so long about sleeping pads? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was actually going to be like a really, really short episode. I was like, hey, do you want to do an episode on sleeping pads? It should probably only be like 15 minutes. Well, maybe it's a little bit longer than that, but. We could keep talking about our value and <laughs> emissivity and all the transmissions of heat and radiant. I think we're good. Okay. But thank you. <laughs> I'll start my own podcast. There that. you go. <laughs> or if you have questions that you want to ask Josh, you know you can send us the email. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, that email address is dirtdonthurtadventures at gmail.com. And some of the things that we've mentioned today, we actually have in our Amazon storefront. So if you want to check that out, it is in our link tree on our TikTok and Instagram accounts. So, uh, yeah, go visit our Amazon store front. And we also have a Patreon account if you'd like to check that out. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See ya. Mm-hmm.